Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. And I am back from my long hiatus. I apologize that it has taken so long. But our move is complete. And, well, I say complete. Uh, we're kind of in limbo, so we're still going to have some moving to do. But we have vacated the house that we had rented for the last seven plus years, almost eight. Everything is in storage now. Uh, we are kind of settled in in the camper. Uh, we got a new travel trailer. Unfortunately, our motorhome, it was a 1986 model. We did not use it at all last year. We only used it a couple times in 2020. And unfortunately, the sitting and not being used, coupled with the fact that it was almost 40 years old, has pushed it over the edge, I'm afraid. Now, it, it is there are things wrong that are repairable. Uh, it's still a good camper, uh, but number one, it needs brakes, which I can do drum brakes. The problem is, is I don't have anywhere to work on it, and all my tool, tools are in storage. So it kind of makes it hard to do any mechanical work. Now, when I was driving it, there was something in the front end that was causing a lot of vibration. It did not feel like wheels. It felt like something mechanical was loose. That might be something I could take care of if I had the time, the place, and the tools. But that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. I don't know that I would be able to take care of that. And unfortunately, my family needed somewhere to stay. So we actually bit the bullet and we purchased a new travel trailer. What's well, not new, it's new to us. It's a 2015 model. But the downside of that is we had to spend some money that we were not planning on spending. The upside is that it is much nicer than the motorhome we were in. Obviously, it's about 30 years newer. It's also got a great deal more space. It's got a slide out. Uh, it's got a bedroom for me and my wife, and we have a little bit of privacy from my son. Uh, my daughter is actually staying with my parents in Virginia, but we're sort of settled in. We're still trying to find places for everything. Anybody that's had a camper knows that efficient and logical packing is something that you really spend a lot of time on because you don't have a great deal of storage. This camper does have a lot of storage and a lot of little clever cubbies and places that they made use of that space, but it's still, it's a camper. It's not a house. You don't have a lot of room and we're still trying to find homes for the stuff that we're going to be using. But for the most part, we are moved in Again, when we find a house, we're going to have to do this all over again. It should be a little bit easier because all the stuff is already boxed up and in a storage unit. We can just take the truck to one location and then move it to wherever we're going to wind up. But we are kind of in limbo. Everything has been a mess for the last month. I have been behind on everything. I was behind on packing. I was behind on finding storage space. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. I was behind on getting shows out. I, I wanted to try to get a couple of episodes out during the move. That obviously didn't happen. I'm behind on reading Common Sense. I've just got it started on that since we're kind of getting to the point where I have a little bit of spare time. Uh, but as far as getting shows out, again, it was my intention to try to do some short shows or maybe just one or two sprinkled here or there. But I was spending 14, 16 hours a day carrying boxes. And when you do that, you're exhausted. When I finally got late in the evening, a little bit of time where I could sit down, I would generally just fall asleep. I mean, you're just so tired all the time. Compound that with some of the stuff was going to Virginia. So I was making a couple of trips. 450 miles one way down to Virginia, then back up, pulling a trailer. It's been a mess. I don't mean to complain about it because everybody's got problems, and this is just something that happened to us. 
But it's been an ordeal. I'm glad it's over. It's so nice to just be able to sit at the camper and relax. I don't have any TV or Wi-Fi. Uh, that's good and bad. It's kind of boring when you're sitting here. My wife was working last evening, and I had no TV. I had nothing to do. It was dark. Uh, you know, I wound up taking the dog for a couple long walks, and I did a little bit of reading. You don't realize how much you depend on television just to kill the hours of the day when you've got some time free to just sit. It's a little bit of a wake-up call. I didn't realize how dependent I was on television and video games to fill my spare time. It's probably a good thing. I'm going to try to get some writing done. I, I don't talk about my writing much because I never had anything published, uh, but it's something I've always enjoyed doing. Uh, once my website, if it ever gets finished, and that is not a shot at my wife because my wife is designing the website and she works 70 and 80 hours a week. So I don't want to bitch about her not getting that done uh, because, again, she is the breadwinner and her getting her work done is more important than my hobby. Uh, but I would like to put the some of the stories I've written. I'm actually working on a book as well, but that's that's way off into the future. I have no idea when that'll be finished. But I'm going to try to get some writing done. I started reading Common Sense last night. I got about 13 pages into it. I was going to do one show on that. That is so densely packed with good thoughts and good ideas. I may break it up into two. Again, the, the whole pamphlet's only about 50 pages long uh, with the foreword and some other stuff in there. I think it comes out to like 68 pages, but it's not very long. But I will think it's going to require two episodes just to do everything justice because, like I say... There are a lot of good ideas. I'm only about 20 pages in, about a third of the way through the pamphlet, and I'm not sure where I would begin to talk about all the good ideas and the good thoughts about society and government that Thomas Paine has put down onto, onto the paper. But I'm getting back on track now. Like I say, I finally got a little bit of spare time. Everything was a nightmare with the move. In addition to not being able to find a house now, unless you just want to pay $75,000 over asking price and waive the inspection and all this other garbage that is just insanity and I'm not going to do. There's a lot of ancillary issues with that where everybody is moving and everybody's trying to scramble and find a house. Uh, number one, a couple of the people that come through looking at the house we were in said that they were in the exact same situation we were. They had been renting a house for a long period of time. And because of the housing prices and how hot the housing market is, their landlord had decided to sell the house too, which I do not, I do not blame Terry for selling the house. If I owned that house and I knew that it was only worth about 170000 but suddenly because of this anomaly and the way things are selling, I could expect to make two twenty-five, two thirty, two fifty on that house. I absolutely would not ignore making an extra sixty or seventy thousand dollars on the sale. I would think he's kind of crazy if he didn't. I'm actually a little bit surprised that he did not put it on the market sooner than he did. But I don't blame him for that. But there was a lot of people in our situation. You know, they had been renting a house and suddenly they had to find somewhere else at the absolute worst possible time to be trying to purchase a home. The other problems with that that I had never really considered is that you can't find storage units. And you pass those self-storage places all over the place. I mean, you can be driving down a back road where you're 20 miles from the closest community that would even remotely be considered a town. And you'll pass three of those places on the side of the road as you're driving down this backcountry road. They're everywhere. Uh, 
Guess what else they are? They're all full because people are losing their houses. People are moving and they can't purchase a house right away. I somehow stumbled into one about two months ago. So I really didn't think that it was going to be all that hard to find a storage unit. Uh, the first problem that I ran into was they did not have one of their large units available. So I had to get a, it's a 10 by 20. And that sounds like pretty big. You start filling that stuff up with furniture and boxes. It's not a big space. So we knew very quickly that we were going to need another one. Uh, we started looking around. Every place I called was full. I was calling places 20 and 30 miles away from where we were at. You know, I didn't want to have to drag that stuff that far and then drag it back out. But we were getting desperate. And I actually took a very small unit at a place that's relatively close. But like I say, it's basically the size of a small hotel room. It, I think it was a 10 by 8 or something. I mean, it's a broom closet almost size, which I knew was not going to be enough. But that was the only place I could find. So I went ahead and took it. Uh, my wife, by some miracle, got us another larger unit at a place I'm going to say it's about 10 miles away, 15 miles away. Not a horrible drive, uh, certainly further than we wanted to go. But again, we really didn't have a lot of options. And the only reason she happened to get this is she called that place at 8 o'clock in the morning on like a Tuesday. And they had a one unit available. The guy told her if she had called at closing time the day before, it would not have been available because the people had not cleared it out yet. They had just gotten it cleaned up and opened and ready to rent again. So we just, it was a miracle that she was the first person that called them that morning. That's the only reason we were able to locate enough storage space. And the next thing we ran into is you can't get a freaking U-Haul anymore. They're all spoken for, you know, you'll go to the lot. There's a place in Wilkes-Barre and it's, it almost looks like a car dealership. They've, there's usually 20 trucks sitting there. There might be five trucks sitting there today, and every one of them is spoken for. They're all waiting for somebody to come and pick them up. So we really had to scramble just to get a truck to move to or crap to these storage units that we were having to scramble to find there. Everything has been a mess. Everything has been harder than it needed to be. Everything has taken more time than it needed to take. That was the biggest thing. I'd start on something. I think, well, I'll have this done by noon, and we can get on with our lives. And it'd take me two days to get that task finished. But I just looked at the time and I've been belly aching about this move for 11 minutes now. So I'm going to knock that off. Nobody cares about my problems. I don't want to burden anybody. It felt good to get it off my chest, though. Uh, but just thank God it's over and I can catch my breath. I don't really have much of an episode for you today. I really just wanted to get another episode out there and let everybody know, hey, I didn't get run over by a bus. I am still here. Uh, but I do have one thought, and it's about the Jurassic World movie that just came out. And I've got a little bit of an issue with this movie, and I understand I'm overthinking this. I'm supposed to just enjoy it and turn my brain off, and it's a, you know, it's a tentpole summer blockbuster. You're just supposed to be a popcorn action movie, but this irritates me. And there's kind of this genre of movies that just really irritates Tates me and it just takes me out of the movie it makes it hard for me to enjoy it and it's these movies where humanity is almost on the brink from an external source and when i say external source i don't mean like a comet hitting the planet or something like that we really wouldn't be able to do much about that if it were to happen i mean movies where 
there's a new species that has evolved or, you know, something's lived in the earth for millennia and we just never knew about it. And suddenly they're coming up on the surface and they've almost wiped humanity out like Jurassic world. You know, we created dinosaurs and now they're taking over zombie movies are really bad about this. And the thing that bugs me about these movies, while I enjoy zombie movies, I've enjoyed the Jurassic park and Jurassic world movies. I don't like, when they jump from, oh, here's this new species, or, oh my god, zombies are real, and then they'll smash cut to, like, three months later, and 90% of the population's dead, and it's just a few scattered survivors that are trying to hang on. What irritates me about that is that would never actually happen. Full disclosure, I have not watched the second Jurassic World movie. Maybe they play a little lip service and try to explain how this happened, but the time between us realizing that these things were a threat and the threat almost wiping us out, they have to skip over that because the movie won't work if they don't skip over that. And it's for a very simple reason. When the zombies first show up, I'll give it a week. You know, people have got to figure out what's going on and, you know, hey, these things, they're, they're eating living people and if you get bit, you get infected and you turn into a zombie. And the only way we can kill them is you either got to shoot them in the head or cut their head off or bash their head in with a hammer. The problem that would come in with the zombies trying to take over is we're not on top of the food chain because we're the strongest or the fastest or the most heavily armed or armored. We are on the top of the food chain because we are really, really good at figuring out how to kill things. It is honestly one of the true talents of the human species. And God help any other animal that we decide is a threat. I mean, we almost wiped wolves out. Bears, of course, there were never a lot of bears, but you know, we've sort of pushed bears out to the fringes. You know, anything that we have decided is a legitimate threat to us surviving, we will hunt them to extinction. And we don't even really try to do that. Most of the time, we just try to eliminate the numbers right where humans are living. But that's just something that we've always been very good at. We should not be on top of the food chain. You know, we should be prey animals. And for a lot of our evolution, that's exactly what we were. That's why we lived in the trees, because there's a bunch of animals on the ground that would eat you. But that is the biggest evolutionary step that we've made. You know, people talk about our intelligence. We were a very sparsely populated species for a long time until we got smart enough to eliminate the threats to our survival. And that's exactly what would happen in a zombie apocalypse. It would be contained very, very quickly. People would be out hunting them. Places would put bounties on them. People would know what to look for. And everybody in this country owns a gun. Not everybody, but enough. A zombie apocalypse, even if it were physically possible for a corpse to reanimate and somehow know, still have the intelligence that, hey, that's a person, that's what I like to eat, even if that were somehow possible they would very, very quickly be eliminated. And the same thing would happen with the dinosaurs on Jurassic Park. Now, again, the second Jurassic World movie may have done some explaining on this, but if you watch the movies, it's always a small group of people that don't have any serious weapons trying to survive. The reason it's like that is because if the army was there, they would just shoot all the dinosaurs. I know a T-Rex is huge and it's fast and it's it's a, one of the largest predators that ever lived. Guess what happens to a T-Rex if a tank puts a round through it? It gets turned inside out and the T-Rex is no longer a threat. 
So they show the T-Rex chasing down little groups of people. Yes, that's terrifying. You know, a tank would make short work of a family of T-Rexes. It would not take us long to get this problem under control. And they always have to skip over this part. And a lot of times they don't even address it at all. Like anybody that watched The Walking Dead, the first episode, uh, the main character, Rick, uh, gets shot. He goes into a coma and he wakes up three months later, four months later. I forget how much time they said it passed. And the whole world's gone. That's how they have to do it. They can't show the part where, for some reason, we all stood around and let all these zombies eat us instead of fighting back and taking care of the issue. They have to gloss over that whole thing. You know, we, we just won't, it, we'll pretend like it don't, I mean, we're just, you know, it's, a, it's October the 1st now. We're just going to jump straight to February the 10th. And again, I know I'm overthinking it. I'm supposed to just turn my brain off and watch the movie. Stuff like that bumps me. You know, at least make an effort. I'm, I paid my money. I went to the movie. I want to see the story. It doesn't have to be brilliant and airtight. Just give me some explanation of how we went from there might be 50 dinosaurs on the planet to all of a sudden they are right on the edge of wiping out humanity and reclaiming the earth. And again, it does not have to be literary brilliance. It does not have to be the greatest plot device that's ever been put on paper i want to believe you make a little bit of an effort that's all i'm asking all right guys before we wrap up and get out of here today i just want to say thank you to everybody for sitting with me while i was incommunicado even with as long as it's been since i've put out an episode i've still gotten a pretty steady stream of downloads coming in um, and i feel like that's probably all new people uh, so if if you're a new listener uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we're getting back on track. There's going to be episodes coming out. I hope you enjoyed the ones you downloaded during my hiatus. And for those of you that have been loyal listeners, thank you for sitting with me. I appreciate your patience. I am going to have the first episode on Common Sense on Friday, I promise you. Unless I wind up in the hospital and maybe I'll wake up to the zombie apocalypse. That is coming Friday. But as, as of right now, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a like and a comment. And if you'll subscribe to the show, that's always greatly appreciated. All right, guys, enjoy your work week. Uh, we're finally getting some summer weather up here in the frozen north. Uh, it's not hot yet, but it's going to be comfortably in the 80s. And I have a swimming pool that I can get in now because the campground's got a swimming pool. I might take advantage of that and enjoy some actual summer weather because it does not last long up here. All right, guys, have a good day. We will talk again very soon, and thank you very much. Bye.